You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fulford, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lee Fuller, and you're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast. You know what? And as I was thinking about it, I said, you know what? I really need to do a series uh, that really tells about our passion and what we're trying to do here at the Bible in Real Life. So our passion is really trying to get the Bible to become a part of everyday life. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I'm not too deep, right? We call it the Bible in real life because we want the Bible to be a part of real life. Come on, you know, hey, don't worry about the master's degree on the wall. <laughs> you know, uh, what Einstein said, um, simplicity. Well, I don't know, this is not an exact quote. <laughs> But he talked about how uh, if you can make something simple, that's genius, right? So what I want to do today is I want to talk about why we should study the Bible. I want to talk about why some people don't study the Bible. And I'm going to talk about the methods that people use when trying to read the Bible or study the Bible. Some of these are going to be cringeworthy methods. And some are something that we can emulate and try out, right? So this is Lee. I'm glad you're here with us today. If you are not following us on social media, what is the problem, okay? Uh, TikTok is doing its thing, Bible in Real Life on TikTok. Instagram is doing its thing, Bible in Real Life on Instagram. Facebook, we're, we're everywhere. I'm trying to get on YouTube. I, I should start putting these up on YouTube. But today, I want to talk about um, why we should study the Bible, the importance of studying the Bible. But before I do that, pop quiz, okay? Quiz number one uh, for my Bible students out there. What is the shortest chapter in the Bible? Oh, wait, I got to Google it to make sure. Actually, what is the shortest verse? We'll start with the shortest verse in the Bible. Huh? Hmm, 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 hmm. Well, the shortest verse is the one that we learned uh, as a kid. I know I did. And it was Jesus wept. You ever had the people when they say, um, hey, uh, hey, little kid, before you can go out to play. I don't know if they did this in your vacation Bible school. But hey, little kid, before you can go outside and play, you got to quote a Bible verse. And somebody will say, Jesus wept. And they say, oh, well, that's the verse in the Bible. You can go out <laughs> and you can play. <clears throat> so, yes, Jesus wept is the shortest verse in the Bible. Now, let's go a little deeper for some of you other Bible students. What is the shortest chapter? What is the shortest chapter in the Bible? Mm-hmm. This is a little longer. You might be Googling it now, huh? The shortest chapter in the Bible is actually Psalms 117. Psalm 117 is the shortest chapter in the Bible. Would you like me to read the shortest chapter in the Bible? Uh, I think we have time. Well, um, sure. Uh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But it is the shortest chapter in the Bible. I believe it's only uh, two verses. You know what? Let's read the shortest chapter in the Bible. That way you can say, you know what? Today I got on the Bible in Real Life podcast and I... I read a chapter in the Bible. <laughs> so here it is. 
Praise the Lord, all ye nations. Extol him, all peoples. For great is his steadfast love toward us, and the faithfulness of God endures forever. Praise the Lord. So uh, tell your friends, man, today I was reading the Bible. I read a whole chapter, right? Psalms 117. Now I want to ask you another question. What is the longest chapter in the Bible? The longest chapter in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. Some of you guessed it. You know, I can hear with my with my invisible ears, uh, my internet ears. The longest chapter in the Bible is Psalms 119. Psalms 119. Incidentally, do you know what the longest chapter in the Bible is about? I will tell you. It is about the Bible. Well, it is about the Word of God, okay? And it's such an interesting story about this. I'm going to tell it to you real quick, real quick. So um, Psalm is a poetic book. It's in uh, one of the poetry books or the wisdom books in the Bible. And the, the psalmist in Psalms 119, so if you were to look at the Hebrew Bible, right? If you look at the Hebrew, I mean, the Hebrew alphabet, it's Aleph, you know, I don't know Hebrew, but <laughs> um, let's say you take all the A's. Let's say if this was America, you take all the A's, all the B's, all the C's, all the D's. And what the psalmist did was he took each letter of the Hebrew alphabet and he wrote a poem starting with that first letter. And then he wrote a poem starting with the second letter all the way through the Hebrew alphabet. So it's kind of like if we were to do it in English, it would be like, hey, you know, all the people must love the Lord and every and all things or blah, blah, blah. And then B, be joyful and righteous and holy, yada, yada, yada. So he did that all the way through each level of the alphabet. Listen, the psalmist of Psalm 119 had a heart and a love for the word of God. We don't always see that in English, but. In the Hebrew, we see that it shows his dedication. And, I, you know, sometimes I try to do a simple acrostic for an outline, or I try to get three points that start with O or P. And he did the whole chapter, starting with a different letter as he went through the Hebrew alphabet. What a love and a um, care for God's word. And that's what we should have. We should have an admiration we should have a love. We should have a respect for God's word. So one of the reasons we should study the Bible is because it is God's word, right? Uh, Sometimes when I go into Bible study, I love Psalms 119.18. It says, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Lord, I believe that the Bible is God's word and our prayer is that we will be able to have our eyes open so that we can see all the wonderful things that are in God's word. So I want to talk briefly about why we should study the Bible, right? Why study the Bible, Lee? Oh, good question. Well, um, God promises to accomplish his purposes through his word. So in Isaiah 55, 11, it says, my word shall not return to me void or empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose 
and shall succeed in the thing which I sent it to do. God reminds us, <coughs> excuse me, God tells us that his word will be accomplished. He accomplishes purposes according to his word. Why can we or should we read God's word? It's so we can see what God's will is doing in this earth. We can see God's um, will being accomplished. I was reading today and, um, and, and I forgot what book it was. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm just so excited. Let me get some more coffee. So I was reading and it said that in the Bible, like the word revelation really means an unveiling right? Or a revealing, right? Revelation, unveiling or revealing. And here's what I thought was so amazing about that. That lets us know God's word is already established. God's word is already in place. And revelation is when God chooses to reveal what he has already established. So as we're reading God's word, he reveals his purposes and his promises that he's already decreed, that he's already laid out. So I'm glad we have a God that isn't wringing his hands like, oh, I wonder, I wonder how things are going to work out. No, it's a God that already has his plans and his purposes in place. And in reading God's word, he reveals it to us right? He unveils, he opens our eyes so that we can see wondrous things and wondrous purposes in his law. Man, that's why we want to study the Bible. We want to see what God has already established. We want to get the mentality, understand as much as humanly possible, uh, understand what God is doing in this world, right? So that's number one. We study the Bible in order to understand the promises of God. Number two, we need to study the Bible because it is essential, okay? The Bible is essential to how we grow, right? It's essential for us to grow. So watch this. In 1 Peter 2, 2, it says, like newborn babes long for pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow in grow up into salvation. Listen, we should have an attitude of a newborn babe. You know how um when a child is born, they immediately are um they start grasping for food and air and you know, you know, food, <laughs> right? Substance. Um, I think it's like every couple hours. It's been a while since I had babies, but uh, two to three hours. Hey, you need to have that food ready because they are going to be hungry and they reaching and grabbing, got their eyes closed. They trying to figure out, hey, where is nourishment? Where is uh, milk or food? Well, as a believer, that should be our attitude as well. You know what? Oh, let me grab my Bible. Oh, let me get into God's word because I need this nourishment. I need this to sustain my spiritual life. I need this. This is the attitude that we need to have. And we should continue to hone that appetite, continue to have that desiring that, you know what? I desire 
the word of God, the pure word of God, right? Why? Why? Verse says, so that by it we may grow up spiritually, right? It is um, living things grow. There it is. Boom. Mic drop. End of service. Living things grow. So as believers, as new creatures in Christ, <clears throat> Bible used the imagery of born again. We should be growing. And how do we do that? By studying God's word, by reading his promises, looking at what he has revealed in his book. Man, that's good. I What? I might have to preach that one one day. Um, and then thirdly, Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all scripture is God breathed. Listen, God breathed, right? Uh, the King James said expired, uh, inspiration. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, right? The ESV, I believe, said all scripture is God breathed. So God has whew, given us his word. He has given us um, what is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness or training in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect or mature, complete, and equipped for every good work. Listen, the reason we need to study God's word is because <clears throat> we need to understand the teachings of the Bible. Do you know how you understand the teachings of the Bible? You've got to read the Bible. I know sometimes I'll get caught up reading books about the Bible, but I realized that there is no substitute for actually reading the Bible. Next, um, so teaching for reproof. Reproof tells us um, where we got it wrong. Oh, out of bounds, you know. Um, so, hey, you're doing something, and nope, uh, Scripture tells us and will warn us and will teach us what God's Word says and when you're off base, when you're off, um, when you're out of bounds. Right. And then correction. I like this. The Bible not only tells us when we're out of bounds, it corrects us, it guides us, and shows us how to get back in bounds. Right. It shows us how to confess, it shows us how to return to where God wants us to be. And then it says training in righteousness. So, see, I like this. See, God. This is a good four-step process, right? Listen, God wants us to, um, this is a good four-step process. Teaching, right? Here are the doctrines so that you understand uh, grace and mercy and kindness and goodness, right? And love. And then reproof. Hey, you got it wrong. Hey, you're out of bounds. You missed it. Blah, blah, blah. Correction. Okay, you've identified that it's wrong. Here's how to get it right. Go back and apologize. Ask God for forgiveness. Turn from your wicked ways. Repent, whatever. Hey, here's how to correct it. And then instruction in righteousness. Here's how to move forward. Here's what right looks like. Here's how to love and show mercy and be gracious and be kind and fulfill the fruits of the spirit. 
This is why we have to study the Bible, because how else will we know what God said unless we read what God said and we hear what God says? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So hopefully you understand the importance of why we need to study God's word. But you know what? Some people don't. And let me, um, so here's why some people don't study God's word. You know what? Sometimes it's a question of relevance. Listen, Lee, I know the Bible was written thousands of years ago. How is something written thousands of years ago still relevant to me today? Right? Because that's a question I get. Hey, how is this ancient book still relevant today? Here's what you need to understand. God's word is God breathed. And if we believe God is still alive today, then his word is still relevant for today. If we believe that in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, then we must believe that God understands how he wanted heaven and earth to run as long as heaven and earth exists, right? And if you read the book, if once you've read the book, you will see that in the beginning, God set it up. And at the end, God establishes it again. He creates a new heaven and a new earth. So from A to Z, from alpha to omega, from the beginning to the end, if God's at the beginning and God's in the end, then he's relevant throughout the middle. So we have to read God's word and understand that, yes, it is relevant. Number two, some people don't study because they just don't know how, right? Now that's now that's fair. That's fair. Hey, I, I didn't go to seminary, right? Um, hey, I didn't, you know, I'm not a professional Bible uh, professional. Professional Bible professional. That's what I said. That's the best I can come up with. I'm not a professional um Bible instructor. <coughs> so this is a question of technique, right? And you know what? Let's look at some of the techniques that people developed or have developed as they've tried to figure this out. So I thought this was funny. Now, some people use the... Um, <laughs> now, everybody has a technique. Listen, when you do something, there is a approach that you take. Now, it may not always be a good approach, or technique, but everybody has a technique. Have you ever heard of the 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 finger technique? <laughs> you know, hey, um, that's when you open the Bible, woo, right? And you you say, "Dear Lord, talk to me this morning." Open the Bible, ha, and then you just read what it says. Okay. Now, I do not endorse this technique. I think there are better ways to <laughs> conduct a Bible study. However, we all know those people. That they put the finger on it. Okay, Lord, talk to me today. Um, I said, you know, it's not a Ouija board. The Bible's not a Ouija board. Where you just kind of move it around and say, hey, lead me to where, what letters I should be reading. Eh, eh. Um, that's, that's not the most reliable. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, all scriptures give my inspiration of God. That's however, there's a better way. Right? So, we shouldn't go with the finger pointing divination board. You know? The finger pointing method. Secondly, uh, it's the support group method. You've been in these Bible study groups where, where, um, hey, today we're going to open the Bible and 
um, we're in Luke, you know, so we read the passage out of Luke and we ask each one in the group, what do you think about this? What do you think this means? How do you feel? How does it hit you? And I've, I've been a part of these groups and actually have led part of these groups before, um, until I learned a better way, right? Uh, the idea of, um, Hey, what do you feel when you read this text? How do you feel God is speaking to you through this? Um, there, there is, I believe, uh, a better way to start, right? But my point is, um, you know, and sometimes there is the the prayerful method, right? <clears throat> Lord, um, bring a message to a verse to my mind, you know, in prayer that I should read and study or a a number, you know, because I, I mean, I've heard all kinds of stuff over the years, right? And listen, I don't limit how God can communicate with those that are unskilled or unlearned or whatever, but there is, um, there are some more reliable methods of Bible study, but it's a question of technique. Some people don't study the Bible because they just don't know what to do. Hey, I just open it up or, hey, I remember, um, you know, I saw a football game once and had 316. Let me go start reading there, right? For some people, they don't study the Bible because it's just not a priority. Ooh. Mm. Oh, I got, to, oh, I'm so busy. Oh, I'm so busy because I did this and this, this, and I didn't get a chance to read the Bible, you know? Um, have you ever got so busy that you didn't eat? Um, I have. However, that doesn't last very long. <laughs> um, I may get so busy doing something, and then at the end of the day, be like, oh, man, I, I, I work right through lunch, right? But then I go get something to eat, right? Uh, it becomes a priority. Feeding the body becomes a priority. And here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Listen. Jesus teaches that just like there is a priority for physical food, we must also have a priority for spiritual food. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. You know, the Bible often links, and if you read Psalms 119, you'll see references of how the bread is, is considered food, right? God's word is considered food that you eat and digest, right? So we have to make the Bible a priority right? Then it's something you won't miss. And if you do skip, oh man, I missed it this morning, blah, blah, blah. You don't miss it for long because it's a priority and it should be a priority, right? So today I wanted to kind of do an introduction of why we should study the Bible. Um, over the next couple of weeks, we will be talking about how to study the Bible. We'll do an overview of the Bible, an overview of the Bible books so that you understand the genres that are in the Bible and really dig into a more reliable method for Bible study, right? Also, I want to let you know that there is a, a video training available. I, I just am finishing it up. It should be available at um, devoblueprint.com. That's devoblueprint.com, where you can see how to do a Bible study, right? We're going to go into some detail here, but if you want to um, 
catch get it real quick um then you can just go to devoblueprint.com put in your information i'll send it to you and you can see what god or um you can get a very straightforward method for how to do your daily devos right before we get into deep theological study first we got to start with the practical 20 minute devotional time and i'm going to show you how to do that um it's already there at devoblueprint.com. Go check it out. And in the next couple podcasts, we're going to be doing an overview of the Bible and kind of help you see the big picture so that you can understand God's word so that you can get it into your daily life. Listen, this is Lee, Bible in Real Life. Thank you for listening. Make sure you're following us on social media because we're sharing biblical content. And make sure you share this episode. Question for you. Which of these reasons are you not studying the Bible? Because they all are not a good excuse. All right. This is Lee, Bible in Real Life. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.